It is Inbound 2017 week. My name is Moby Sadiq and thank you for joining me for a special pop-up episode of Inbound Buzz from Boston, Massachusetts. I'll be bringing you daily quips, highlights and pop-up interviews with some of the brightest minds in inbound and digital marketing every single day this week. I'm so, so, so excited. So, If you missed out and you're not at Inbound, then don't fret. I've got you covered. And if you are, then I know you're going to get value uh, out of some of the perspectives, out of the interviews. And and of course, you can't be at every session. So hopefully there's something there for you. So yesterday, Inbound officially kicked off with uh, Brene Brown with her keynote last night. But before that, in the day, we had Partner Day. So Partner Day this year is what HubSpot has done. It's a new thing, what they've done for all their partners. And there was honestly like thousands of us. There was like 2,000. It was just insane. It's almost like a, a mini inbound in its own right. I mean, a lot of them were like product highlights, a lot, uh, you know, some new features that are on the horizon, um, some really, really amazing stuff. But it, it's kind of funny. Like we're actually not allowed to say anything and they'll know if I said anything because of the the uh, by the podcast. Um, but a lot of those updates are going to be released today. So today is uh, Tuesday, the 20. What is it? The 26th of September. Yesterday, the 25th of September is um, when they kind of shared it with us to give us a bit of a preview. Um, and it's it's honestly, as a partner, if, if you are a partner listening, it is really, really good when you think about it. Because last year, they had some of these updates um, in and amongst the other sessions. And if you're there to sort of see, I don't know, like, you know, George B. Thomas or whatever, and it kind of conflicts with a HubSpot session, like, I mean, what are you sort of going to pick? So, I mean, that that is good in that right. So, um, in terms of a lot of the highlights and product updates, I'm sure I'll share that with you in tomorrow's pop-up episode. Um, but they also had some really, really cool sessions. Like, they had a couple of sessions on AI, uh, Facebook ads, um, SEO that sort of, you know, stood alone as education pieces in their own right. But they did a great job in linking that back to HubSpot and what HubSpot is doing specifically about things like Facebook ads and SEO and AI. So amazing stuff. The first session I went to was by Angela DeFranco and Jeffrey Vosell from HubSpot who spoke about um, getting found on Google after not provided. Navigating the landscape of SEO, content creation, and reporting in HubSpot. So not provided, if you remember, I think it was back in 2011, 2012, when uh, Google stopped showing the uh, the actual keywords people uh, typed to get to your actual website. They, they you know, started hiding a lot of that data. So Angela and Jeffrey did a great job on talking about the evolution of Google, what uh, what Google was and what it is. And for those of you who have been following um, Google and what SEO and keywords and themes all mean now, um, you'll know that it's less about keywords now and you have to follow themes. But what HubSpot does a really good job of is creating a framework on uh, what you actually do now with the idea of SEO themes. And they talk about creating content uh, pillars and clusters and then also linking all your blog posts together and, and how you actually report on that to show um, stuff that actually matters like leads and customers but anyway that brings me to my first inbound pop-up interview yesterday which was with Angela DeFranco so let's see what she has to say about the subject 
Okay, so I'm here with Angela DeFranco for our first ever pop-up interview for Inbound 2017. She gave a great presentation on SEO, um, but I'm sure she'll expand on that in some of her answers. So Angela, you spoke with your colleague Jeff about the evolution of Google, right? And, you know, subsequently the imperative of uh, creating what you guys call content clusters. So considering that... What is one tip you can give to a website owner or a business owner in terms of like, what do they do now? Like what's, what's, and they've never done this before, right? So what's one tip you can give them? Well, I'm gonna quote from the famous Jay-Z about problems. It all starts with problems. So hopefully you don't have 99 problems that your business solves, but um, focus on six to eight problems that your business solves, that you're trying to be known for, that you are the solution for on the internet for. Um, map out those six to eight problems that you want to be known for as a solution and start developing topical clusters based on content that you already have written about those problems on your website. So let's say that you're um, a yoga studio and one of the problems that your um, frequent persona, the people that frequent your yoga studio uh, have, is that they have no time and that they have to figure out some yoga exercises to do at home. So maybe one of your core topics that you want to be known for online is really good uh, yoga exercises at home. And that core problem that you solve becomes the core of your topical cluster. Let's say you've already written some content on some example yoga exercises that you could do at home, you start grouping those topically related pieces of content into a topic cluster and it helps you get a good understanding of the content that's on your site and allows you to map out further and double down and build out more content based on that topical cluster and that understanding of what those core problems are that you want to develop a sphere of influence on on the internet for. Awesome. So start with one problem, go from there. So just so I understand properly, so with that yoga example uh, that you gave, yoga exercises, would then spin-offs be like, I don't know, the the downward dog exercise? Would that be sort of one that connects to that cluster, for example? Yes, exactly. So in that topic cluster, if yoga exercises at home is a core topic, a subtopic might be how to do downward dog exercises at home or something like that. And maybe it's a blog post that has an image of a downward dog. Maybe it's a YouTube video. But we call that subtopic piece of content because it allows you to focus on a very narrow long tail term that hyperlinks back into that core topic that you've built a pillar page around inside that topic cluster. Fantastic. Thank you for expanding on that. So the second question is ranking, right? So what is the problem with being fixated on rankings and what is HubSpot doing to address this? This is a, this is a good question, slightly controversial because uh, I get a lot of skeptical glances and eye rolls, but uh, You know, I love a good ego boost as much as anybody, and there's nothing quite as ego boosting as for a marketer as seeing that you rank highly for a term. The problem is the search engine's results page, the SERP, has changed drastically uh, in the past five, even even four years, such that 93% of the time you actually don't see those 10 blue links on the SERP anymore, making it really difficult to accurately say I rank for X. 
The other problem is that people don't search those very explicit exact match keywords anymore. They more talk like you and I are talking right now. Very natural, very human-based, very semantic-based search. And Google recognizes and understands that. So saying that you rank number one for something is great if it's a very explicit keyword-based uh, uh, exact match term. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, rank is just used as a proxy for traffic. And so what HubSpot's trying to do, um, and you know, think thinking a little bit beyond what happens if we lose rank, because it doesn't matter what those 10 blue links are, because rank starts to become an uh, artifact of the past, we're starting to think about what terms, what do you want to be known for that actually gets you traffic, and what actually gets you found, and not only traffic, but also, of course, the things below traffic, like what, what content actually converts, what gets you customers, and of course, what gets you revenue. What topics uh, are really good at driving engagement for your site, and what topics are really good at closing a deal? And that's what the content strategy tool does. It lets you see, not only create all those clusters you speak of, but actually closing that loop, what's actually converting. Yep, 100%, that's exactly what we're trying to do, yeah. Amazing. Okay, so I know you're really busy. I know you're speaking at the conference again after your two sessions today. I don't know how you do that. Um, but I don't know if you're going to get time to see some of the other sessions. But what's one key thing that you're, you're looking forward to seeing, uh, whether it's from Damesh and, and Brian or just in general? Yeah, so my favorite thing about inbound is speaking to people like you, um, Moby. I think that the really cool thing is just hearing from uh, users and consumers of the tools, see what see what's going on, what what things have changed, um, and that's what I look forward to most at inbound. Um, but I will say that my my session during inbound is over Issa Ray's talk, and she would be the speaker that is like a spotlight speaker that I would love to see in person. So if you don't go to my talk, I understand. Go to Issa's talk. I'm very excited to see what she. Has. To say. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Great. It's a bit real fun. Indeed, Angela, a lot of fun. Thank you once again, Angela, for your time. That was so valuable. Really appreciate everything you guys are doing in that area. Okay, so another session I quickly want to share a few key points on was one on social media, specifically social ads or Facebook ads. And this was done by uh, Daria Mama from HubSpot, which honestly, by the way, like what a trooper. She's six weeks out from uh, giving birth. So a trooper indeed. Um, Ali Palmley, I believe, and Dawn Barson, who are both from Think Creative Group, an agency that specializes in Facebook ads. This is their bread and butter. This is what they do every single day. And they spoke about a couple of things I want to share with you now. The first one was the idea of ads camouflage. And the, the, well, essentially what it is, is making sure the ad kind of looks as natural and organic as possible in the news feed. Make sure it kind of doesn't look like an ad. Now, I know that sounds obvious, but there are some tips here that we could definitely take heed of. For example, think of the idea of having um, often a lot of ads, and we've done this in the past for clients as well, is in the image you actually have a button. So you've got a button that is designed in. Um, she says don't do that. She also says Facebook has all these call to actions uh, where they have, you know, learn more or book now or whatever. Um, the guys from Think Creative also advised against that. At the same time, they do say you've got to test everything, right? So split test, they're a very, very easy split test you can do. You have one with the button with one without the button. But the more you can make it look organic um, and more like a, a social post, the better it's going to be for you. The other great thing they shared was um, a funnel example, utilizing video. So video was a key theme about um, top of funnel 
when it comes to Facebook ads and how you kind of open up that catchment and then you can actually nurture them with more middle of funnel ads. So video ads is something we've been playing with as well and it's worked great guns for us. But the example they gave specifically was um, running a video ad. So top of funnel video ad that is communi communicating something, obviously in a very inbound way. It's not very salesy. It's, it's maybe giving some advice or tips or whatever it is. Then running a custom audience. So a custom audience, if you're familiar, you can do all sorts of things like upload a, a, an Excel spreadsheet and that could be a custom audience you can target. But you can also do other custom audiences. So you can run a custom audience where you can target only 50%, like people who've watched at least 50% of that video. So to bring it back into context, step one, running a video ad. Step two, running an ad to 50% of, sorry, people who watched 50% of that video and promoting an ebook that discusses that in a little bit more detail. So like it could be an ebook on the 10 IT infrastructure tips for accounting agencies or something, right? Then step three would be offering another ad to anyone who's responded to that second ad with a demo, you know, or, or a consultation offer or something like that. The final interesting thing I'll share that they spoke about was our testing budget, right? So they said that if you're going to be testing Facebook ads, and this is particularly, uh, I think, relevant for people who haven't done it before or you're a little bit scared to, you know, test the waters, is um, what that budget should be. So they recommend, I mean, of, of course, it varies from industry to industry, but they recommend a minimum of $1,500 for a month um, to see how it goes and go from there. Okay, so finally, Inbound officially, officially kicked off last night for everyone um, with a keynote by Brene Brown. Now, Brene Brown is an author of a, a book called Braving the Wilderness, The Quest for True Belonging and Courage to Stand Alone. If that name sounds familiar, it's probably because her video, The Power of Vulnerability, a TED Talk video, is amongst the top five TED Talks ever and has had over 30 million views. Brene is actually a research professor from the University of Houston. And her book is essentially a culmination of 17, 18 years around her research on vulnerability and belonging. According to the Amazon listing of the book, true belonging doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are. Social scientist Brene Brown has sparked a global conversation about experiences that bring meaning to our lives, experiences of courage, vulnerability, love, belonging, shame, and empathy. In Braving the Wilderness, Brown redefines what it means to truly belong in an age of increased polarization. So, more about that on Amazon if you're interested. And look, was this about marketing? <laughs> no, not at all. But, in a funny way, because of the notion of vulnerability that she speaks of, and you know, being open to experiences and whatnot. It reminded me something that I told myself before I walked into Inbound last year, and that was having a completely open mind. Because the thing is, the problem with having more and more knowledge or becoming more and more experienced is the more you know, sometimes the easier it is to be skeptical about hearing things that may challenge that. And I'm sure we've met people who, have set, who are set in their ways and sort of think they kind of know it all, um, but that is a learnt behavior, I believe. And I believe in order to kind of avoid becoming like that, you always need to be hungry and uh, willing and open to knowledge and experiences. I mean, I've even, like last year, I met people who went to Inbound who, you know, almost every kind of thing that was announced, they sort of, you know, had a, had a tone of cynicism about everything. So I guess it was a great reminder for me personally anyway, to have an open mind about everything we're going to be learning about. And I believe that is the way 
you never lose your edge. So I'll join you tomorrow. I'm off to another day of inbound madness and I'll catch you again for another pop-up interview of Inbound Buzz. See ya.